golden visas, a way for the very wealthy to buy Irish residency. It's a program that's been up and running for over a decade, but now the government has decided to shut it down. Why? Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the podcast and don't forget to subscribe if you are new here and share the good word far and wide. Going to have a special episode for you next week because I will be coming to you from Washington, D.C., the annual St. Patrick's Day pilgrimage stateside. So very much looking forward to that. This week, though, we're going to be talking about international millionaires because for more than 10 years, they've had the opportunity to buy Irish visas in a scheme known as the Immigrant Investor Programme. We have reached agreement on a programme for the provision of significant international financial support for Ireland. The IIP was set up in 2012 when the country was, well, broke. The idea on the face of it was fairly simple. Let's invite international millionaires to put money into Ireland and in exchange the government would offer them visas. There were, of course, conditions on who could apply. They had to be someone of good standing with no criminal convictions in any country. They also had to have a net worth of at least €2 million, and they had to agree to invest in Ireland, and they could do that in one of four ways. Put a million euro into an Irish enterprise or company for at least three years. Put a million euro into an Irish investment fund for at least three years. Put at least two million euro into a real estate investment trust or REIT listed on the Irish Stock Exchange for at least three years. Or give a minimum of a half a million euro donation to a project of public benefit to the arts, sport, health, culture or education in Ireland. And that dropped to 400,000 euro if five or more applications for the same project were put in. If you and your millionaire buddies decided to pool together to fund something, you got a 20% discount. So effectively, for as little as 400k, international millionaires could buy Irish residency. A rigorous process of checks was then done by the Department of Justice before anyone was approved, including checking that they weren't trying to launder money, whether they were a person of particular political interest at home, or whether they had any sanctions against them. And residency would be granted for up to five years initially, with then an option to renew after that, with the successful applicants able to bring their spouse and their dependents under the age of 18 with them. While it's something which was set up to bring money in, some have been questioning for quite a while what exactly its worth is, including the Social Democrats' TD Roisin Shorthall. I think it's a very strange scheme. I think at this stage, uh, it's hard to justify the scheme. It is a way of buying yourself into residency. And I, I would have reservations about that, I have to say. But also then, when you look at what the bulk of that money is being spent on, about a, about a billion euro has come in over the te- last 10 years. And about a third of that is going into the term social housing. Now, I mean, on the surface, that sounds fine, social housing. But what that can actually translate into is people coming in here and in order to achieve residency, buying up very ordinary houses, competing with uh, first-time buyers. And that long leasing scheme that the, the government is operating is effectively a license to print money because you get, you know, top dollar uh, rent secured for the next 25 years and then they have to hand it back to you. So it's, it's, a, it's a win-win situation for people who invest a million or more in the country. And I think it's, it's somewhat questionable. So 
where were these millionaires coming from? There weren't any Russians, if that's what was on your mind. It certainly was one of my first thoughts. There were a handful of Americans, Vietnamese, South Africans and Saudis approved. But the vast, vast majority of applications came from China. In the region of 1,500 applications were approved over the 10 years, with around 95% of those being Chinese millionaires. But why? I was on the radio just before Christmas with David Hall of iCare Housing. He's someone whose company has actually benefited from money from the scheme. And he explained to Pat Kenny how it worked. When the applicant makes a donation and is approved after the rigorous scheme that uh, Sean had mentioned, they be, they give donation to us at 400,000 euros. And that is no return at any stage, no coupon, no percentage, no return of the 400,000 do they ever see ever again. That is a pure donation into a regulated charity, a registered charity, an approved scheme by the department, and the charity has to be approved independently of the applicant. So there's a separate application process where the scheme we have for mortgage rent and for vacant homes has been independently scrutinised. I spent an hour and a half in the department on Wednesday, independently scrutinised by their own uh, staff and committee. And then the donation is made once the applicant's approved. Okay, so what's in it for these donors? What they, they get the residency, but why why are they doing this? Uh, what what is their imperative to have residency in Ireland? Well, pre pre COVID, I did a ten day tour of a number of the cities in China, speaking to a number of groups of people interested in this scheme, and um, all of the feedback from them and was the one Sean mentioned was education, was the option to do education, to have the educational. Um, you know, benefits to Ireland to have an English-speaking, good uh, cultural setup for for their families. These are predominantly, obviously, as we know, um, single-child families up to recently. So these would be people who are uh, wanting to have the option to be resident elsewhere, uh, pay tax. They're not allowed to claim social welfare. There's certain restrictions upon them while they're here. They must be independently wealthy. And um, as I say, the predominant one is to have uh, the educational aspect. One or two obviously are looking at business prospects, but that's a predominant role. Since COVID, the numbers of applicants have accelerated. It's worthwhile saying that Oh, the numbers Sean gave, and it is also very worthwhile, his point he made was not everyone is successful. There is a rigorous, rigorous process. The department are a pain in the rear end to deal with from all aspects in relation to this. This is not a pushover. Anyone who thinks this is a pushover of a scheme, including anyone making current applications, has another thing coming. Um, But it is important to say that many people who apply are unsuccessful. And then those who apply want to come here and some want to work and some want to study. Predominantly study is the one. But since COVID passed, the numbers have, have doubled. And it's very important to note that if June this year, the total number of applications that had has happened in June was the equivalent of the entire number of applications from last year. And he's right, those applications did sploon from 243 from China in 2021 to 785 in 2022. And before you think this all sounds like dodgy money, it's important to note that actually some of it has done some good. The programme took in about 1.2 billion euro while it was operational. David's Eye Care Housing benefiting to provide housing to people. The Peter McVeary Trust also got money from the Immigrant Investor Programme. Both Tala and Beaumont Hospitals got money towards equipment and operating theatres. And other projects too, with one of the most recent being €15 million euro for the new GAA stadium in Louth. And I caught up with Peter Fitzpatrick, the Louth County Chairman and TD for the county, asking him where he found those investors. Well, we we well, we employed an agent in, in, from the dog here, right? And the agent that that's they, they go out that that's their job. They go out and and uh, uh, they do a bit of searching and that. You know what I mean? But uh, but but the, but these these people like uh, people think that it that it's uh, 
what, what, that, what they actually get from it is they get a residential status for two years, right? And after two years, they can, re, they can apply again to get an extension for three years. Now, there's no such thing as passports or citizenship and that there is not. But what that does is that entitles themselves and their, their, their family members, uh, which has to be under the age of 18, or if they have uh, family members aged between 18 and 24 that going to attend college and that there, they can come there, you know. But uh, uh, so that, that's basically what like, that's basically what they get. Now, each of them gets 400,000 to two, yeah? Uh, uh, now the thing about the situation there at the moment is uh, uh, the department the, 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 the department sets up uh, to the Irish government they set up uh, public servants and senior senior civil servants and they call themselves an evaluation committee so they're the ones that vet every application so every application is vetted uh, they're going to have no criminal record they can't they, can, they have to have clean records uh, if, 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 if anything was wrong they wouldn't get it they have to show a net worth of a minimum of over two million. You know, so there is a very high criteria there for it. Mm. And I, I, looking at the figures in the last few years, I think more than ninety percent are Chinese nationals. Is it the same for your investment, or is there a bit of variety in there? Well, at the moment, I, I would be honest with you, Sean. We, we have a lot of people from uh, from uh, from Australia, from America. The majority of them, would, most of them, would be coming from China. But like we said, like, whoever comes in, and once they pass the vet, and we're happy enough, you know. And what's the what's the reason do you think for the the large application of Chinese um, citizens looking for the residency here? Well, Sean, I think the main reason there, Sean, is uh, we have the DKA IT in the dog here, right? And at present, there's over four hundred sorry Chinese students in there, right? So maybe it could be the fact that maybe family members are getting back there and letting them know because they're like they're, they're getting well, highly educated over here, and that's that's been going on for numbers of years. So a dog might have a good connection with with a large to say have a good connection with the Chinese people. Uh, that, that's like if you like you know and and, and maybe water might. But the thing is, I just think it, it's a good like it, maybe for a change, maybe it's allowed to invest in sport. Like people think that it's only Ireland that uh, that that's doing these IIPs, but it's not. It's, it's other countries there at the moment. A lot of other countries doing it. For you, is there any sort of a moral question on it? Because there is a viewpoint you could take at this and say, well, we're literally putting a price on Irish residency and putting it out there for sale. But Sean, it's only a temporary Irish residency. Uh, the way we look at the moment is it's, 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 it's been encouraged by the Department of Justice. It's an inward investment. And as far as I'm concerned is, if you look at that 20 million euros that we're going to spend eventually in our field in, in, in Dark at the moment is, you look at the amount of local people that get jobs, local economy at the moment is, like the way I look at it was, if we don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And I said, Ireland is not the only European country doing it. Uh, like I'll be honest, Ireland has a fantastic relationship with, the, with these countries, and maybe this could, like, you for, for example, is uh, maybe one of these investors might come to County Loud, and all of a sudden they might open up a factory in County Loud and, and create more jobs. So that, that's what we're hoping for. Like these, these are 37 people that has over two million euros in their in their accounts, and they're willing to come over here and set up a business. That's what that's, and it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's all about board, it's all vetted. They're not going to be gangsters. They're not going to be people laundering money. I think, I personally think it's a win-win for everybody. Despite all that, though, and words of support for the programme from the likes of former Taoiseach John Bruton, the acting Justice Minister Simon Harris decided last month 
to shut it down. I obtained approval from government to close the Immigration Investment Programme, the IIP, to further applications with effect from the close of business tomorrow, Wednesday the 15th of February. The Immigrant Investor Programme was established over a decade ago during a time of unprecedented economic difficulty. All applicants are subject to, uh, and remaining applications will continue to be subject to, rigorous screening by the Department of Justice as to their suitability for permission to enter and reside in the state. The IIP unit undertake detailed due diligence, politically exposed persons and sanction checks in respect of prospective applicants, accessing reputable international databases as and when required to ensure that only reputable individuals are eligible for permission. If approved, the applicant makes their actual investment in accordance with their approved application, provides evidence of the same, and it is only on completion of this process will they be issued with an IIP permission letter and, a reg and on registration stamp for immigration permission. I need to stress Ireland is in a very different economic space that at the time when the scheme was introduced in 2012, we see many countries around the world reviewing, revising, and in some cases deciding to close similar schemes. And there is an interesting thing going on in how we think about schemes like this from the crash. We no longer need the likes of the Immigrant Investor Programme financially. How people think about REITs as well, buying up housing, that's changed a lot in the last few years compared to the big welcome from government they were given during the downturn when literally any building was needed. Uh, Mr Harris didn't say it explicitly there, but there had been security concerns about the Immigrant Investor Programme, particularly with how many Chinese nationals were coming in through it, and despite that screening process from the Department of Justice. But it does mean that that source of funds, it won't be there for some projects in the future. How likely was Peter Fitzpatrick to get shovels in the ground on his new stadium without it, for example. The one slightly worrying part, though, is we have very, very little data on who came in through the scheme and even less data on where that money was actually spent. So it is hard to get a full picture as to whether it was actually worth it as a country to go selling visas. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, produced and researched by myself, Sean Defoe, with John Kill as the editor and Lachlan Hart on sound. I will chat to you next week.